This is an emergency episode of the Cinepod Movie Cast. Um, there is an urgency behind uh, getting this done. <laughs> um, yeah, we are going to be talking about the movie Bright, the big Netflix blockbuster. David Ayer. David Ayer's, right? Yeah. The same guy who did Suicide Squad. It was written by Max Landis. Of Chronicle fame. Yes. Which I liked. I like Chronicle. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I thought that Absolutely. was a, a really cute kind of a, you know, the, the found footage motif has kind of been run into the ground. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but that it was, that's not a bad addition. I think, um, uh, you know, that, that motif kind of peaked with Cloverfield, I think. Well, it should have ended with the Blair Witch Project. One was enough. Yeah, but I didn't like Blair Witch Project, so <laughs> <laughs> so I I was like, okay, let's see more. I think I was open for more of that because oh, <laughs> it definitely had an after effect on me. I Is mean, that right? I, yeah, seriously, I I couldn't sleep with the lights, uh, with the lights off. <laughs> it was it, it was really weird you know it's like uh when you uh let's say when i came out of the theater i was just like kind of nonchalant about it i was going okay you know this movie gave me a little bit of a headache it's a little scary at parts but you know otherwise it's uh, no big deal but then later on when you're like by yourself at night it's like the your imagination sort of like kind of creeps up on you and and then you start to feel the the effects of the movie for me so. Oh well, bless your heart. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> bless my heart. <laughs> okay. Um, well, apparently Jose scares very, very easily. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. That's that's all good. Hey, you know, I I'm I'm still afraid of Dracula. There you go. Dracula. <laughs> which, well, that depends on which version of Dracula we're talking about. Are we talking about? Uh, Nosferatu or the uh, Bela Lugosi? Nosferatu is spooky. Oh man, that is scary a, yeah, as hell. Yeah, that that is not cool. That is uncool. <laughs> um, that was yeah. He he. That, that's that eye and those nails and all that oh, shit. Oh my that's, god, that's spooky. No, I'm glad you didn't mention Francis Coppola's Dracula, even though I love Gary Oldman. Oh yeah. But um, God, that fucking man. Let's see, I saw that one recently. I kind of liked it. Really? I, yeah, that's the one with Anthony Hopkins and uh, Winona Ryder, right? And Keanu Reeves. And Keanu, yeah. As always, the weak link. And, uh, <laughs> I yeah. like what I would. I mean, Keanu can be fun. I I, I don't I don't hate him. I don't hate him. I I just yeah. that movie was just. I don't think anybody. Uh, you know something in an alternate universe yeah. Keanu Reeves would be 
the star of Bright, and Will Smith would be the star of The Matrix. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that was... <laughs> if so, he only understood the script. Yeah, that's exactly right, yeah. That's, 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 uh, I, don't, I don't like thinking about that. That's fucked up. Because, yeah, I don't think... Uh, you know, the Matrix isn't really much of a Rubik's cube, but you know. <laughs> okay, all right, well, that's cool, yeah. uh, and that's funny that he thought the Matrix was confusing, but thought Bright he understood this. <laughs> that that says something. That that that's, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And thank you for that segue, actually, because we need to get back on track. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because we are here yeah. talking about David Ayer's Max Landis-written movie, Netflix blockbuster, Bright. $90 million extravaganza. Wow. That's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah it's, it's their highest, uh, I think it's their most expensive production to date. Wow. So, so there's a lot riding on this, I believe. Mm-hmm. But wow. Okay. Well, let's let's hear what your take is on this movie. Well, I've se- I've seen this twice. Ooh. Um. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay. You know what? Okay. I I heard. I just I heard that. I heard. I hear. I hear you. You you said you said you said a lot. Very, very little. Not only did I see it twice, I would watch it again. Because I do believe this movie is good enough to withstand repeat viewings. Yes. Oh my god. Yes, sir. I really enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed it more the second time, in fact. Okay. Was was there any point in the movie where you sort of questioned the world's logic? No. Uh, No? Oh. Because it made sense to me. I, I don't think... Yeah, I mean, okay, let, let's... Okay. okay, we can start there. We can start with logic. Okay. Let's start with logic. Where do your problems begin? Okay, I think from the very start, and, and this is like the same problem that I had with Escape from New York. Okay. It's the, uh, it's the world that this universe... I mean, that this movie inhabits. Mm-hmm. It's, if you don't accept that world, then automatically you start questioning a lot of things about this movie for example they say that humans orcs elves centaurs fairies and you know what have you have been living together for at least two thousand years is that is that the timeline yeah i mean i would think that the world would look a lot different than the world that was presented here because this world looks not so different from the world that we inhabit right now you know they've got things like you know they've got like regular looking cars the buildings look the same you know and it all seems so very human centric in other words i think human beings are the dominant culture though Hmm. it seems like it seems like they exist these are Creatures that exist in a human world, not the other way around. Creatures that exist in the human or, world. Or, okay. So, so it's not. So, if these two worlds are coming together, I would say that the um, the mythical creatures, the elves, the the orcs, the fairies, the centaurs, and whatnot, they would be the ones transplanted into this world, as opposed to human beings being transplanted into their world. 
So it seems as if the culture. I mean, look, you, that's a that's a very important and existential point. Does the world make sense? To me, I didn't. I don't think that I. I think they did enough as okay. far as the set dressing in the in, in the uh, art direction. You know, the pro- the production design. You know, oh, I think okay. when you look at the signage, you look at the graffiti. You, mm-hmm. you know, you look at things like that, that very much, kind of, and there are also, there are buildings every, there are a couple of buildings on the skyline that don't look human necessarily. They, they probably, they're probably in um, Elf Town, which is Beverly Hills, I guess, Beverly Hills, Melrose. At one point they show the Beverly Hills sign and it doesn't say Beverly Hills. It has something written in Elven or Elvish, whatever the language is called. Yeah, Elvish, I think. Because they are the dominant class. But they're also, they're kind of sequestered. It's probably a pretty much of a, of a self-exile. They're kind of sequestered to this one area. And it's heavily policed. Not everybody's allowed in there. There's like a checkpoint. There's a really aggressive checkpoint to get into Elf Town. There's, okay. gra- there's graffiti you know kind of you know scrawled right before you get to elf town you know when they show the car driving over the uh driving into elf town when they show the cop car um, jacoby and ward's car driving into elf town it kind of looks like the emerald city from the wizard of oz from the 1930s wizard of oz oh yeah you know it looks bright the buildings are kind of crazy right but i understand what you mean you you want to see kind of like something that's tilted a little more towards lord of the rings uh yeah something like that something a little more uh something that'll make me believe that these all that all these races are living together or trying to live together Dime qué pasó. Dime. los policías empezaron a dispararse unos contra otros y un policía negro mató a todo el mundo y se fue con el policía de orque y una niña alfa Mm, I just just don't buy it. Well, I mean, look at um, look at the way you know the United States works. You know what I mean? I mean, there's, um, if you're walking down Bedford Avenue in Brooklyn and walking up Bedford Avenue in Brooklyn, it gets to a point where, you know, maybe it's like, you know, predominantly black. And then all of a sudden for about like 20 blocks, it's predominantly Hasidic Jewish. Like mm. everything, the signage is different. Uh, the, everything uh-huh. is in Hebrew. Um, you you'd see, you know, schools of children all dressed the, you know, dressed the same. Everybody's dressed the same. Okay. And then you get past mm-hmm. there, and uh-huh. the next few blocks is all hipsters and mm-hmm. cafes oh. and trendy bars and shit. You know what I mean? Okay. Right. Right. So there's like, there's still uh, there's still a divide there. But how long have Jews been living in the United States? How long have blacks been living in the United States? 
Correct. You know, okay, yes, that's not, like okay, not two thousand years. Yes, not two thousand right. exactly. <laughs> not two thousand years. You know, <laughs> you would think a lot more would happen in between those years. So, so you oh, think? I don't know. You think it's, when it's, the cultures are integrating, if all these cultures are integrating, you think that our influence would not be the greater influence of, of, of how the culture presents itself yes we would be we would be the more influential culture yeah well that's but, kind of, that's kind of what this world represents does um, it not not enough i mean it's it's not enough of a mix for me okay so fair enough yeah <laughs> okay all right so we're we're gonna disagree on that yeah but there's but there's another big problem i i find with the film is that okay. somehow i've seen this movie before oh here we go are you gonna bring up alien nation <laughs> yeah <laughs> alien nation i mean isn't it like the, the same setup sure it's like sort of like a cop buddy movie one's one's human one is not that's right you know what? You smell like you haven't slept. I have melatonin in my lower back. You take one foot bed, turn off the laptop. Maybe I'm serotonin. having trouble sleeping because of the nightmares I'm having from being blasted across the street with a shotgun while your ass was getting a burrito. But I was getting a burrito for you. Yeah. I don't need cow flesh. Do you think I that you it. could get a burrito and do your job? You think you could get a burrito and watch my back like every other cop manages to do? Yes. Look, I know you're disappointed in me. I know that you think that I let you down. You know what? what? I... You know what? It's a new day. Back to work. We hitting the reset button. Copy that. Copy that. We're hitting the reset button. We're moving forward together. As friends. Together. We will not be listening to no orcish music. That is one of the greatest love songs ever written. That's a love song in prison. You're right. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's and it's training day and it's 48 hours and it's uh you know, it's Beverly Hills Cop. It's uh, every other cop Turner and Hooch. It's every other cop buddy movie that you can think of, you know. It that's it, absolutely right, but yeah. Uh -huh. I guess so that's also we're... the point of the film's existence too. It's kind of a way of taking a very it's, you know Bad Boys is the same thing. That's another Will Smith movie. It, uh -huh. It's kind of taking a traditional trope and you know genre mashing it mm -hmm. with this alternate universe story. Okay, I <laughs> don't Jesus, like. Jesus, come on. <laughs> Man, it should have stopped at the script stage. Who the hell at Netflix approved this? Wow. I mean, oh, my God. Okay, let's kind of climb through this a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, now, right. the for, um, you know, if you haven't, if you're listening to this, you haven't seen Bright yet, but you probably have seen Bright because the, I think the day it came out, 11 million people watched it. So Wow. I think a lot of people. If that was in theaters, that's almost uh, that's that's almost what's well over a hundred million dollars. So oh, that's, yeah. that's a lot of money. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, critics be damned. Yeah, critics hate this movie, too. Every, everybody seems to hate oh, this movie. Oh, yeah. It has a 28% Rotten Tomato rating. I can believe that. <laughs> so, basically, the very premise of the movie, which is kind of lost on Mr. Zuleta here, is the fact that we live, we're in this alternate universe where... Um, human beings coexist with fairy tale animals uh, or fairy fairy tale uh, uh, beings. Mm-hmm. You know, you have orcs who are kind of your low class, your lower class, basically where you would see Mexicans and blacks, quote unquote minorities. It, we're in an alternate universe where humans coexist with orcs and elves and fairies and all that stuff. And this movie centers on Will Smith's character named Daryl Ward, who is a uh, police officer who is the first human police officer to be partnered with the first orc officer named nick jacoby an interesting name for an orc jacoby yes <laughs> what um, he's played by joel edgerton yeah nick Jacoby. Uncle well you know it's like um okay we're gonna bring up uh, alienation what is his name uh, francisco Oh, yeah. I forgot his first name. Yeah, it was like an American name. Yeah, it's like like Dave Francisco or something like that. He's like, I'm named after um, San Francisco, and he named his uh, son after Richard Dixon. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, and it is, yes, pretty much the same type of formula, except in this movie, they're already partners when Will Smith is, uh, when Daryl Ward is shot by an orc while they're on patrol uh, shot with a shotgun and Jacoby ends up chasing down the suspect there's an escape and the guy gets away that's pretty much the main point of the story especially the main conflict between Jacoby and Ward Mm -hmm. is the fact that the suspect got away the guy who shot Ward got away, and there is a kind of suspicion that since it was an orc suspect, Jacoby let the guy go. There's a bond between orcs, and you know, orcs don't sell out other orcs. You know, even though it's a big deal for Nick Jacoby to be a cop, I mean, it is especially because I mean, of all the other orcs, he ground down his teeth his his uh fangs you know they mm-hmm. all orcs have two fangs coming up in the bottom of their mouth they call him right. uh round tooth because he got rid of those just so that he could conform more with humans so mm-hmm. he, he could you know and he's called the traitor um like openly you know and humans bust his balls too humans don't like him either they think he's dumb they think he's stupid just like that's how orcs are known they're known to be stupid so he's Nick Jacoby is kind of caught in between two worlds, and he has mm-hmm. a very difficult time navigating through it, but he deals with it, you know, because he yeah. has no choice. I think that's, uh, I mean, that, that really serves, I think, his character well throughout the movie, because he he's almost, you know, this movie's kind of about him, in a way. He, he's kind of leading the arc of the story, and... Mm-hmm. Will Smith's character, the Daryl Ward character, is kind of the tag-along in it. Yeah. As you find out when they get a bit of information about a prophecy that oh. um, that involves um, <laughs> Jacoby and Ward. 
Yeah. And yeah, you're not buying it at all. Something about Dark Lord returning. Um, Which doesn't pay off in the movie. I'm suspecting that they want oh, to make. They're going to turn this into a series, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, and you they know. should because it would be a great series. I want there to be oh, more of these. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> For me to poof on. Oh Jesus! Come on. <laughs> I know, I'm not giving this a chance, am I? No, no. Listen, yeah, I did give it out. a chance. Yes, you did, and you hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I mean, there are, there are so many things to like about this movie. There are a oh lot of... Oh, my God, what do you think of the dialogue? I need to know if the shit pop off with these fog teeth fools that you got my back, that you're a cop first. Are we clear? Mm. Clear. I'm about dope, money, and guns. That's my job. Your job is to make sure I go home at night. I don't like this small talk. This ain't no small talk. This is big ass talk. Let's get this motherfucker to Juan. What? Look, we're gonna get everybody in here killed, and then he's gonna take the damn wand anyway. I'm not giving that guy to Juan. Well, for my dead body, he's gonna have to kill me first. So you wanna die in a gunfight in a nasty ass titty bar? That's what, that's what you want? I don't wanna die anywhere. Well, you know what? Now I do. Fuck it. I want to die. Let's do it right now. We're going to titty bar gunfight die. Let's do it right here, right now. You ready? I just wish your dumb ass was a better shot. I didn't have a problem with the dialogue. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot here, but... I didn't have a problem with the dialogue. Oh, my God. It was like the most stereotypical cop movie. Oh, but, this, but it was great. Only I with orcs. <laughs> um, Ike Barinholtz is in this movie. He's a, a comedian. He was he was from uh, Mad TV, and he's been in a bunch of. He's in like stuff here and there. You see him. He's on TV a lot. He plays Pollard in the movie. He's the guy with the mustache. He's kind of like the one of the cops. He's oh, kind of he's okay. the the mouthiest one of of everyone in the group. That's magic right there. That's whatever you want. You want a million dollars? You want 10 million? You want to be taller or shorter? Make your dick bigger? You want to go back in time and marry the girl who didn't blow you on prom night? That's how you do it right there. None of the officers, none of them like mm -hmm. Jacoby. They all hate him because he's an orc and they just think that, that, they're, that he's beneath them. And they want Ward to sell him out. They, they want Ward to get rid of Jacoby and they're you know every slur in the book about orcs and fucking orcs and ward is in a position where he has to defend his partner because that's his partner pollard at one point says something like my ancestors killed them by the thousands in russia yeah you know and i i thought that was that's i mean that's great insight there are a lot of little <laughs> droplets like <laughs> that give you some texture of the of the world that that we're in I think that's great. I thought it was great that there was a centaur cop there when there was there was that riot going on and the cops were beating up the orcs. Right. Um, and in the background, you see a centaur cop like holding back the crowd. I thought that was great. You're just not buying it, are you? <laughs> wow. Okay. How you doing, everybody? This is Chuck Conyers, the one half of the Cinepod movie cast. And I want to tell you guys about um, my first novel, my debut novel, which is available now on 
on uh, Amazon and iTunes and wherever you buy your books. It's called The Maximilian Emancipation. In the not-so-distant future, three African slave ships slip through space and time to arrive on the shores of New York and New Jersey. Imagine our political climate now ramped up to like a thousand, and something like this happens. Popular opinion is split on the cause of their arrival. Is it a scientific miracle? An act of God? A hoax perpetrated by a foreign government? Or something else? Maximilian Rocco, a Nigerian-born American, is an anthropological and linguistics expert recruited along with a team of intellectuals, scientists, and government officials to get to the bottom of this mystery. Through a combination of fate and circumstance, Maximilian learns that he has a temporal and ancestral connection to this event. Maximilian Emancipation is a fun kind of uh, satirical look at time travel. There's been this common joke that, you know, black folks can only go so far back in time before, you know, things start getting a little complicated. So I decided to take that joke and kind of turn it on his head. Well, you know, how, what if you were to go back, way back, and try to make a world where slavery never happened, never existed? How would that happen? What would that be like? And that is what the story is about. I'm a big fan of science fiction movies and time travel movies in particular, so this book is kind of like my homage to the grand sci-fi epics that I grew up with. It's a fun book, it's got a lot of fun characters in it that really move the story along. I love dialogue, I love writing dialogue, so there's, you know, there's some talky characters in this book. There are people who are reading it that are getting through it in like two or three days, so, and they're dying for the sequel which is coming out in june of 2018 so look out for that that is book two world time world slash time it's a visual thing you haven't seen but you can get the maximilian emancipation any place you buy books you can get the paperback on amazon and you can also get a version for kindle you can get a version for your nook your ipad your iphone Wherever you like to buy books, you can go. Just enter the Maximilian Emancipation or look my name up, Charles Conyers, or you can go to my website, www.stopslaverywithtimetravel.com. You can get a bunch of information. I have a blog there, and you listen to this podcast there, and a bunch of other stuff. I'm trying to blow this website out. You're supposed to do that, you know, if you're smart with this self-promotion and entrepreneurial author stuff so you gotta you gotta build your brand so i'm working on it so um but stop you can stop by the website you can go on amazon check it out it's called the maximilian emancipation pick it up please you, i think you'll dig it now on with the show uh, um now uh, the scene with uh when they when they find the human with the sword in the middle of the street and they end up arresting right. him and then while he's in the back of the car yeah. he starts speaking Orkish Is that Orkish? How the hell you know how to speak Orkish? What'd he say? Fraralha Gin Tradichev
on, man. The hell is your problem? What do you say? It's not making any sense. And this is right. when um, Jacoby hears about the prophecy and mm -hmm. hears about this terrorist group called the Shield of Light, which yeah. he is a member of, which this human is a member of. Now, the Shield of Light is an organization that they, they feel that it's their duty to protect the world from the Dark Lord. They're going after people who are trying to summon the Dark Lord or... They're trying. They're basically patrolling our world, just in case. So if somebody tries to do anything to conjure the Dark Lord, they go in, eliminate that problem, and they move on. So that's what brings this human to to the world. I thought that was a, a cute scene. The little exchange with the uh, Mexican officer that um, that Ward has, Rodriguez. Right. They have yes. this back and forth. And, uh. Um, oh, boy. Okay. And the. <laughs> I, thought it, Sorry, I, thought it was, I thought it was funny when the human says something about, you know, I don't listen to orcs or something like that. And Jacoby says. Everywhere I go, live orcs always yeah. gotta be the bad guys. Hey, don't look at me, man. Mexicans still get shit for the fucking Alamo. Oh. Okay, all right. But I thought that was cute. It, again, gives you insight into the world, gives you texture into the world. Oh, see, that's the thing. I was like, there's still, like, a lot of history that happened over there that happened here, too, you know? So it didn't seem like the world was that different from from us. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think <laughs> there is a lot of stuff that they talk about that is going on yeah. for example why does this even the, if the reaction in the back when um the humans in the back of the car and you start speaking orcish will smith's yeah. reaction to that is how do you how the hell do you know how to speak orcish like giving some insight into this guy is more than just some lunatic in the middle of the street you know okay. uh -huh. And he's able to communicate to Jacoby that he's uh, the prophecies points to you and stay close to this man. This man is this man with you is blessed. You're speaking about Ward, and you find out later on that Ward is what's considered a bright, which is the title of the movie. A bright is someone. Most of the time, they're elves. Some of the time, they're human. But a bright is someone that can handle and use a magic wand yes. which is um, which are a rare thing it's uh, seeing a magic wand what is the equivalent of a magic wand like uh, in our world in our world what would what? what would be the what would be the equivalent of people when you see people react to holy shit there's a magic wand like what is the equivalent in this world to that that you could think of the guys I would say like a bar of gold or something. Uh, well, it's it's basically like something that grants all your wishes, right? Yeah, someone describes it as a nuclear weapon that grants wishes. Yeah. So something is something powerful like that. Something everyone wants. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like well, we don't have anything like equivalent to that. Like uh, we don't have any magic wands. Maybe the closest thing we've got to to that is like a. A 3D printer or something. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> unless you've got something in mind, I mean, what were you? What would you say is the equivalent? Um, I would say the equivalent is a magic wand. Yeah, but yeah, but we don't have a magic wand. That's here. what I mean. This is, I think, 
where your universe question kind of, I think, is presented in a way that kind of gives... I think the fact that there is a magic wand dropped into this world and the power that this fucking thing has. More so in... And I don't think they even take magic wands that seriously and hold them to that to, to this sort of reverence in the Harry Potter movies. I don't think they respect them as much as they respect them in this movie. That is a magic wand, and you don't know how to use it. You're going to kill us off trying. Only a bright can use a wand, and you don't look like a wizard to me. Don't put your hands on that wand. Hey, don't touch the wand. You got it. Don't touch it. Hey, 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 don't be... Fucking ice cold. It's, it's a really big deal. And the, the having this thing that will give you anything you want, anything, there is no equal. I don't think mm-hmm. there, there is no there. There's nothing. I mean, money doesn't even give you anything. Everything, mm-hmm. you know, there, money has its limits. I mean, I think if money were magic, politicians would be wizards. <laughs> I mean, we didn't even talk about the fucking double cross scene, which is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. The double cross scene. Uh, which... When uh, Will Smith, when Ward shoots the cops. Oh, that one? Oh. Come on, are you fucking kidding me? Are there four cops behind you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that was coming like a mile away. Come but it on. was presented very well. It was well directed. Oh, my God. Oh, no, no, no. David Ayer? Freaking David Ayer, man. All four of them standing there? Yeah. You're left to right. Who is it? Brown Hicks. Pollard. Jen. What's going on, what? So this is where we are It's not where we had wanted to be If half the world's gone mad The other half just don't care, you see You don't want to fight with us You know something, as I'll bet this thing would have read better as a script than, than actually watching it, because there's like, there's no, uh, there's really no sense of wonder, no sense of magic in this movie. It was basically, it was basically just an ordinary cop thriller, but with, with orcs shoehorned in, I feel. Nothing. I don't think anything was shoehorned in. I thought, oh my gosh. I thought yeah. this the universe was made very well. I don't think you necessarily need to have this magical, mystical environment just because there are elves and and orcs in it. You know, you can have elves and orcs exist in a world. Look at the magic task force. The the elf feds. Oh, yeah. the, the the magic feds. I love how they show when they show the elf fed driving. I can't think of his name. When they show him driving, there are right <laughs> behind him 
There are two cars, like, die driving dangerously close behind them. They're driving in formation down the road. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> yes, the elves, I think, um, they're basically this, the agents from the Matrix. You know, they're doing oh, flips yeah. and shit and doing quick moves and right. doing all yeah. that crazy stuff. And, you know, and, you know, again, I, I'm... I'm fine with that too because I think it works because that's the way you would think elves would be. They'd be quick on their feet and move around and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, okay. you're just mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How would you rate this? I'm gonna give it a seven and a half. <gasps> Shut <laughs> up! Come on. That's positively breathtaking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say that a lot about reviews, but man. Wow. Okay, 7.5? That's pretty good. Uh, it's like more in the passing grade. I wouldn't even give it that much. I would give this like a, a 5. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I get it. You, you, you make valid points. I just think that, I just think that you're, um, you, 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 you just were not willing to take this journey. You weren't. You weren't uh-huh. willing to. But but I'm saying you know because yeah. it, it's just you know, I think the world was very well crafted, and I think that they did a lot to give this world texture. There were a lot of scenes, a lot with a lot. You know, there were a lot of interactions with characters, a lot of little you know, little things in uh, here and there. You could watch this movie a couple of times and pick up something different every single time i mean the fact that yeah. nick jacoby could tell when ward was lying because yeah. he could smell because orcs had a really keen sense of smell and they could smell uh, when someone they could smell when something was off and they were very accurate about it you know but a lot of humans didn't buy that but so mm-hmm. just like you're not buying anything that i'm saying right now <laughs> I'm sitting here judging you. <laughs> I see. Alright, so yeah, um I well I feel that there is a lot to deconstruct here, um and, yeah. and, and talk about and examine Jose is saying to me to go fuck myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there you That's have it. Absolutely nice way. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, you're, you're entitled to your opinion. And, and if you like this, then I am envious. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, you can look at it this way. You'll never have to be burdened with seeing um, this movie ever again. Or the sequel, which they have greenlit. Yeah, I, I kind of got the feeling they're, they're heading towards there. Because there's still a lot of stuff that they need to explain you know um, like what they don't need to explain anything yeah they, I, I wanted more backstory about like how the uh how the five races got along over two thousand years or maybe i'm fixating too much on that well you were turned off <laughs> immediately i think by the environment of the story i mean they give a lot of history with um again if, if you're looking and taking everything in you're listening to things they're talking about you know i mean the fact that you know elves i mean they were able to I mean, and and that, that that's one thing that was really interesting about the fact that you would think that when ward killed all those cops 
oh my god, they're fucked, they just killed a bunch of cops. But since the elves were chasing them as well, because there's a magic wand involved and everybody wants the magic wand, um, the elves indiscriminately kill anybody. They they don't care. They they imply at one point that they kill a baby. They kill a bunch. They kill the SWAT team. I think the SWAT team and the FBI comes in at one point as all these armed officers, and they kill every one of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's in, and it's kind of mentioned in dialogue at some point that elves get away with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that that pretty much gives us the the idea of the world. From that point of view, you're you're getting you're getting okay. little bits of the world with details like that. All right. So, and the more you take that in, yeah, because I'm glad I'm glad they kind of drop you in the middle of this world where uh-huh. you don't really you don't know what's going on, and you're kind of taking it in as it's coming. I kind of like that. Okay. You know that doesn't that doesn't work for a lot of people because you know in like it, you were saying you didn't work for me. You want Not this instance more of an explanation you want like why are we watching this how did this world come together and all that stuff and i and maybe in the sequel they'll have lots of flashbacks (laughs) 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 there'll be a scene with a historian they'll be teaching a class and they'll say now once upon a time (laughs) 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 the dark lord opened up a dimensional portal and everybody came together Now you're making fun of me. I am not. (laughs) (laughs) I am not. I'm not making fun at all. Um, (laughs) But um, I think that's the biggest criticism that people have of this movie. That it's, well, number one, people say that it's pretty common. And it is. And it's a gimmick. I think this is a gimmick, I think, that works for me. That if, if, um, to to be more to the point. You know? So that's it. Thank you for joining us uh, for this episode. I'm Chuck Conyers. I am Jose Joel Zulawana. And we'll see you on the other side of Elftown. Two of our officers held the line. I hate seeing those scumbags up there with Rodriguez. Let it go, Ward. We know. Okay. That's enough. Officer Daryl Ward and our nation's first Orcish police officer, Nicholas Jacoby. Oh.